This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Good morning, Erin Davis, or should I call you Grandma Banana? You may call me whatever you like, <laughs> but usually when I'm called Grandma Banana, I'm being asked for a popsicle or something. Well, I so would take I'll, that. I'll be right back. I'm going to the freezer. Are you going to the freezer in your beautiful new home on Vancouver Island? Ah, <laughs> oh, it is lovely. We I do am. love it here, and we're so blessed with incredible views, and it's just, it's paradise. It really is. I am a bit jealous, I have to admit. So I'm glad that you're enjoying it out there. Back here in Toronto, things are are rolling along as usual. And I spent the last uh, week uh, reading your book, which I loved. Morning Has Broken. I know so many others have loved it as well. It's a best-selling book. And one of the parts that I read and I laughed to myself when I read it was, in your book, you confess to being less than overjoyed when you learned that you were going to be a grandparent. So what was that all about? And how has your attitude changed? Wow, that was something that I look back on now and I think, girl, what were you thinking? But as you know, being in the radio business, media is very centric toward younger listeners, younger hosts, younger, 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 younger. Even though, you know, with 30 years of having done the morning show, I, I had amassed this, this, all of this wisdom and all of these mistakes that I had made and, and everything that had sort of combined into who I became over that time. And I just, I was so worried that, you know, for example, when the Toronto Sun does a story and a 62-year-old woman has held up a convenience store, it's Granny holds up <laughs> convenience store. And I just, I thought, I don't want to be categorized. Right. I don't want to be put in a box that can be put on a shelf so that people are no longer interested in what it is that I have to say and what I've experienced. And I was so afraid of that. I was reluctant to say my grandson. Mm -hmm. I would say just Colin. And um, it was really, when I look back at it, I just think of how ridiculous it was. And, and I regret it in so many ways. I mean, look at our friend Marilyn Dennis. Mm -hmm. She embraces being a grandmother. It's all part of who she is. And the number of grandmothers who, you know, who can relate to the things that I say and I post is just, it's just opened up a whole new world of connection. And that's what you are about with this show. It's what I'm about with my life. And why would you slam that door shut? And you know what? You're absolutely right. There's a lot of attitude change that needs to happen. I have friends of mine that say, okay, grandma, like it's an insult. I'm like, no, that's a compliment. I'm good. Like, you don't, you know, so we have to change a lot of these attitudes. And I think we have. And you're right. That's what this show is about. Your grandparent journey, I would, you know, say is, is unique and, and, and a very loving sort of journey that you've been on. You know, we all heard in Toronto and broader about um, the tragic passing of your daughter, Lauren, right after her first Mother's Day with Colin, who is now six, and they live very near you. And when I say they, your son-in-law went on to find a new partner um, after Lauren's death. So catch us up with what's going on with them. Well, thank you, first of all, for reading my book. I really appreciate that when an interviewer takes that time. It's something that I always did because to me, it was a matter and a show of respect. And so I, I gratefully gratefully appreciate oh, my that. Pleasure. Let me tell you that Lauren died in May of 2015. And, uh, and then the ensuing months were, you know, the, the just 
the worst. Mm -hmm. But what kept us going was knowing that, you know, Colin needed us, his dad needed us. And um, and so we would make the trek from Toronto to Ottawa as often as we could, usually every three or four weeks and spend time with Colin, let Phil go out and be a single young man. He was just 30 mm. and and let him have a life. And it was it was during this time that he connected with a young woman who was also in her her own uh, journey of grief. Her father had died when she was in her late teens and she was having a, a great deal of trouble sort of processing that. So they found each other on this common murky land. And so one night we're at the house with Colin and Phil's about to go out and he and I are texting each other uh, just to make sure that we're in text. I wanted to make sure that I was connected with him. And he sent me a message that was meant for Brooke. And it ended with, you know, have a great night, sweetie. And I went, mm, okay, that Oops. wasn't for me. <laughs> so, I mean, we got a good relationship. Don't get me wrong. But so I looked up from my phone and I went, Phil's got a girlfriend. And my blood ran cold because mm -hmm. we knew this was going to happen. We hoped it would happen, but we hadn't come up with a timeline. So Phil knew this had happened, too. And we didn't even address it, that visit. So the next, unfortunately, the poor man had like three weeks to stew in it. We went back for another visit. And I said, I think we need to talk about the text. Uh, Rob and I are fine with you having found someone. We think it's wonderful. And and we just hugged. And it was in opening our hearts to someone new coming into his life that we were able to choose love. And to me, that is the most important thing. Viktor Frankl says that all we have left in our lives is, is mm -hmm. choice. And what we chose was to embrace her, to welcome her, to be grateful for what she was doing for Colin and adding an extra set of hands and another heart and for giving him a mother figure in his life. And they have since married and had another child. And baby Jane is going to be two Amazing. and later this month. So, yeah, now we have two grandchildren and a, and a complete and loving family who have moved from Ottawa to just about a six-minute drive from our home here on Vancouver Island. Wow. Wow. Isn't that yeah. wonderful? That is. And, and how is Colin as big brother? How's he doing? Oh, he <laughs> loves it. He yeah. adores it. They are they are mad for each other. He makes her laugh. And they, you know, they're just total loving and destructive team. And they're always getting in trouble for jumping on things. And, and you know, it's really a wonderful thing to see. And she hugs Rob and me and she's learning to talk and grandma and something that sounds like grand dude. And uh, it's just it's everything. It's it's more than we could have hoped for. Oh, I'm so I'm such a wonderful sort of chapter, isn't it? When they're young like that and they're just learning every day and talking. And, you know, I always think, you know, as the grandparent, you know, I love the fact that I don't have to set a lot of the rules, but I get to have a lot of the fun. But what's been the hardest adjustment as a grandparent for you when your own child is no longer with the family. So is it different, do you think, that in the dealing with, with someone who still has that sort of middle generation or their own child there? Oh, a hundred percent. For one thing, Brooke doesn't know what kind of parents Rob and I were. So right. 
you just want to say, look, we've done this before. We're good. He's great. He's he's the light of our lives. And we would let nothing in the world happen to this child. You talk about the treats and snacks and stuff. You know, <laughs> we have to stay within the lines because Colin will go home and go, well, my grandmother says right. or at grandma's house, you know, and it reminds me of the cartoon of uh, little baby birds and the mother's feeding them worms. And she says, yeah, I know at grandma's you get gummy worms, but not here. <laughs> You know? Yeah, exactly. And if it gives you any comfort, Erin, my daughter, I'm still proving my parenting to her, I think, even even though she has two kids. So I think it continues. My grandsons are vegan. No, I won't feed them bacon when you're not here. It's fine. So um, we're all proving ourselves. When we had Lauren, I had the Dr. Spock book Mm -hmm. about raising children, but I had to hide it when my (laughs) parents came over because it was like, yeah, you guys don't know everything. I'm going to check the book first. I think it's just a normal a normal thing that parents go through 100% they have to cross those bridges themselves and when they come to us for advice the big thing is to say i'm really glad you asked because here's mm-hmm. what happened with us instead of well, if you'd asked me in the first place, I would have told you it's just a rash, you know? <laughs> You're so right. I mean, yeah, it totally rings true with me as well. You've got great advice in your book, Morning Has Broken, about dealing with uh, loss and grief. I think you have a lot of advice about being a grandparent in you as well. Erin, are you thinking of writing another book? Are you writing another book? Uh-huh. Thank you for asking. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to write um, sort of a, a subsequent book to Morning Has Broken because of the things that we went through afterward, which included my own six-week stay in rehab because I just kept shoving away what I was grieving and dealing with it, you know, mm-hmm. with my friend Grey Goose and Pino Grigio. Not at the same time. They don't go well together. <laughs> but I just thought, you know what? I really want to get a handle on this because I want to fix this and get sober for the rest of my life. And so there was there was that element. And of course, Phil and Brooke and Colin and Jane moving towards us and this whole new life of doing three podcasts and, you know, writing, writing, writing. So there was a lot to say in a second memoir. But HarperCollins told me most people, when they go into a bookstore, will look at one book and then they see the other one and they go, oh, I've already read her story, Mm. and move on to something else. So I appreciate and respect that perspective. And I don't know. I mean, I look at Jan Arden. She is my animal spirit. She's Mm -hmm. everything she does is just like saying, you know, screw it. I'm going to I'm going to try this and see if it works and see if it resonates. So I never say never. But I I don't know if I've got a grandparenting book in in me. These are such unusual and extraordinary circumstances that will anyone relate? I don't know. Well, you're relating, aren't you? I am. And Erin, I have to relate to the fact that we're out of time and I hate that. Um, So everyone, please go and pick up a copy of Erin's book and find her online, erindavis.com. Thank you so much for joining us today, Erin. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on the show, Kathy. Keep spreading the good word and go grandma. Thank you. Tracy Nesdely heads up communications for Rakuten Kobo, the world's digital bookseller created by and for book lovers. She's an avid reader and is joining me today to chat about books for grandparents and grandkids. Good morning, Tracy. I have to let you know I am an avid reader and I am a Kobo Plus subscriber and I love it. But for our listeners who don't know what that is, can you tell us a bit about Kobo Plus? Yes, I sure can. And I'm thrilled to hear that you're a bit of a super fan. 
So Cobo Plus is our subscription service. It means that for the, you know, one low monthly price, you can read as much as you want, book after book after book. So it's a great new program. If you remember back to your days in school, you remember Scholastic was a subscription that, yeah. where you could, you could get books. <laughs> Same kind of idea, mm-hmm. except you can read endlessly digitally. Which I do. So what are the benefits of Kobo and maybe Kobo Audio specifically for grandparents and their grandkids? Well, one of the things I like to think about with regard to audiobooks is the car ride. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, are we there yet? And all of those kinds of things. Uh, what I like to do is listen to an audiobook while driving or driving around. So we're all sharing a story all together and we can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. It can be entertaining. And there's something just really soothing about listening to a story while on the road. And like a bonding shared experience, right? Between, you know, everyone that's in the car with you. Exactly. It's exactly that. It's like being around the campfire and telling stories. It's like, you know, when we think about when we fell in love with reading, we actually probably fell in love with listening. It's very true. And it's funny, my grandson, Owen, who's almost two, we joke that we're his living audiobooks because he likes us to just sit on the couch and read books. Well, he's not even looking at the pictures. Exactly. So even at a young age, they're hearing the words and they're sort of reading along a sense in their mind. And uh, you were kind enough to send along some great suggestions for audiobooks that appeal to grandkids and to grandparents that I just wanted to take our listeners through. I've been listening to the Jane Fonda one, uh, My Life So Far, on my walks with my grandson, actually, which has been super fun. Besides that book, Erin Davis, her Morning is Broken book is on Kobo Audio with an introduction by Jan Arden and a terrific book. But you have some other ones here, too. Well, there's all kinds of stories and books that will appeal to children and adults. I have to confess, I... I'm very, very late to the party, but I fell madly in love with Harry Potter (laughs) in audio. In audio, it puts a new spin on the books, doesn't it? Well, it just, and it's all the voices and the accent, and I actually can imagine rather than see the movie what that whole experience is. It's absolutely wonderful, but there's any story really. And Easter, I particularly enjoyed you suggested Grandma Gatewood hikes the Appalachian Trail. And I looked at that one online, actually on, on Kobo Plus, which is where it is, but also you could listen to it. And it's an illustrated book about a 67-year-old who hikes the Appalachian Trail. But it's sort of targeted towards giving grandkids information about what people in their 60s can still do, to be honest, right? So it's wonderful in that way. It's absolutely wonderful. And it's not only that, but it's also the sense of adventure. Yes, exactly. One of the books that I would like to draw your attention to is called The Truth About Luck. And it's an amazing story of kind of a coming of age memoir of a boy who is on a quote unquote staycation with his grandma. And during this time, there's nothing to do but talk. And he learns all kinds of fascinating things that he didn't know about his grandmother's life. Like, I think we have this sense of our parents and our grandparents as this, you know, they're our parents. Nothing, nothing more to know. Yes, exactly. And yet there's a whole life that has gone on before you ever existed. And uh, it's fascinating and worth getting to know. So this book to me is a great path in 
for a way to start talking to your grandchildren or your grandparents. And I just started listening to it, and it is great. I also looked up The Grandma Force, which you also suggested by Harriet Hodgson. So many great books, as you say, um, on Kobo Plus and or we can listen on Kobo Audio. Again, a great bonding experience. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tracy. We really appreciate your thoughts. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Marlene Atzori has more than 30 years of experience as a cross-border expert, both personally and professionally. Since the inception of RBC USA over 18 years ago, she has led with advice, embracing the benefits of the unique cross-border banking, while serving as the voice to the consumer, families, snowbirds, expats, and individuals who travel, work, and live in the U.S., Marlene holds a Bachelor of Arts degree, PFP, and additional designations from the Institute of Canadian Bankers. But perhaps her strongest attribute is her passion for helping Canadians make their cross-border dreams a reality. She has been a strong collaborator for RBC USA since inception, networking with her partners and bringing financial solutions to Canadians on both sides of the border. Marlene, thank you so much for joining us on Go to Grandma today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love being here. So as the borders are opening, what are some of the things you're hearing from Canadians about their plans to go south? Kathy, top of mind has been health and wellness. Mm-hmm. People want to create more of a work-life balance. Many are liquidating their assets to finance their new cross-border lifestyle because they're not aware of what RBC has to offer. Right. Consumers also want to know they're supported on both sides of the border. When they're reaching out, they want to know what RBC has to offer and if they can be assured their assets are protected. In fact, Kathy, over 36% of snowbirds have traveled to the United States, even with the restrictions. Is that right? Yeah, they're ready. They're ready to start their new norm, but they're still not quite sure what it should look like. Right. One of the strongest indications of this lifestyle shift truly has been in home equity, whether it's a vacation home or rental investments. Canadians were the number one for U.S. real estate transactions during COVID this past year. And RBC is proud to offer the home equity solutions for all Canadians, from mortgages to secured home lines, credit facilities. And as a result, we've seen a a surge of opportunities to embrace Canadian investors. Wow. So there's a lot going on down there. And Canadians, as you say, are continuing to have a huge interest, obviously, in retirement properties uh, down south as well as traveling there. But it is a new world that we're facing here. So what are some of the things that Canadians need to be aware of if they're new to traveling south? Or, you know, I just haven't been there in some time. Well, two things actually come to mind. Canadians want to know if anything has changed in terms of legal tax legislation that perhaps may inhibit their opportunity to start this new norm. Mm -hmm. And Canadians want flexibility and seamless banking when it comes to their money. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, they're reaching out and they're asking, how can I transfer to and from the United States? And how do I do that? Yeah, it's. I mean, if you have never done it before, you know, it's confusing and we need someone to help us through this. Absolutely, absolutely. So how can RBC help with this? I'm, you know, whether I'm new to the United States, whether I'm looking at an investment property, I'm just scoping it out maybe. What can RBC do to help me through this process? Well, as an institution, 
RBC can provide immediate and unlimited cash transfers. Mm -hmm. With this feature, there's no longer a need for e-transfers, which is what Canadians are used to, and it's not part of the U.S. banking system, thus alleviating any stresses of wiring obstacles between countries. Though we do also offer wiring solutions. In fact, we're the only institution that you can wire by phone anywhere in the world without going into the branch. We also offer a one sign-in app with our Canadian banking system to allow immediate transfers between RBC Canada and RBC Bank USA. It is important to reinforce RBC Bank is a U.S. domiciled financial institution. This is important as Canadians do go out, they may have a U.S. SIM card or an existing U.S. cell when they travel. So whether it's an Android or Apple, they're able to use peer-to-peer immediate transfer services to download such apps as Cash App or Venmo. But lastly, Kathy, one thing that it is that we are trying to embrace is value beyond banking. We take a holistic approach on all consumers' unique needs and cross-border lifestyle by also extending our partnerships, which, by the way, do include tax and legal advice. So whether you're a snowbird, student, expat, or traveler, RBC has a dedicated cross-border service team to seamlessly support Canadians on both sides of the border. That's terrific, Marlene. You know, this gives us a great amount of safety and security when we travel. And if we need more information, we can go to rbcroyalbank.com slash U.S. Banking. That's correct. Thanks, Marlene. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed our Grandparents' Day show, and I really hope that you find a way to celebrate the very special grandparent relationship in your life, not only on this particular day, but every day. I want to especially thank Erin Davis for making this show so meaningful. If you're like me, one of the best ways to enjoy any day, grandparent or otherwise, is to try to get a good night's sleep. Erin hosts a podcast called Drift. In a bit of an ironic twist, she spent decades helping radio listeners wake up and start their day, but now her dream is to comfort listeners as they drift off to sleep. Drift is that special and sacred place where you can truly relax and be at one with both your pillow and your imagination. Each Drift story begins with a few moments of relaxation and breathing. Then, when the magic of the story has been woven into your sleepy soul, a few minutes of soothing waves will help you to drift off. You can find Drift wherever you listen to your podcasts. Grandparents' Day doesn't have to be a big deal, but being a grandparent always is. If you're a grandparent and you haven't heard of any plans in the offing for you to be celebrated, go ahead and do it yourself. When my kids were young and I could tell nothing had been thought of for Mother's Day, I didn't get mad. I got a reservation. Not one to cut my nose off to spite my face when I could have a glass of Prosecco in front of it instead. If you can't be with your grandchildren on the day, give yourself a pat on the back and do something special for yourself. Self-care was basically invented for us, wasn't it? Take a long walk, download a book, catch up on a show you've been meaning to watch, take an online yoga or exercise class, try a virtual cooking lesson, join a master class in something you've always wanted to do. Every time we take steps to take care of ourselves, our bodies, and our minds, we're better prepared to wrangle a rambunctious two-year-old or a tempestuous teen the next time we're in charge of our grandkids. On next week's show, I'm focused on the arts, music, and books. With a twist, my friend Matt Dusk joins me to talk about why the old standards he loves to sing deserve to be passed down to our grandkids. 
And I have celebrated children's authors Helene Becker and Carolyn Fernandez in studio for a panel discussion on what makes a great kids book and advice on how grandparents should stock their grandkid library. As well, our Take 5 with RBC series looks at the myths of retirement. It's not all golf and bingo? I can't wait for this chat. You won't want to miss a single minute of this show. Thanks for joining us today and see you next week. If you're listening to us via podcast, please take a minute to give us a quick review. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you've been listening to Go To. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. and welcome to Go To Grandma. If you're a new listener, I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been with us before, thanks for coming back. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and we have a very special show today, and I can't wait to get right into it. It's National Grandparents Day tomorrow, and while you can argue that it's just another day for the card and candy companies to make money, I'm going to argue back that it's a great day to remind ourselves how special it is to have and to be grandparents. And honestly, kids, you can skip the card and just send us the candy and a spa gift certificate if you want. Believe it or not, parents, there's more to a grandparent life than just turning up and playing with the grandkids. While our grandchildren are a huge part and the best part of our lives, we actually still have parts of our lives that are just about, well, us. On today's show, we're going to kick off our Take 5 with RBC series, where each week we will take five minutes to discuss relevant issues affecting our financial lives with a range of experts you're going to want to hear from. We're also talking to the folks from Kobo about great audiobooks for grandparents, including celebrity grandma Jane Fonda. Speaking of celebrity grandparents, our featured guest today narrates her own book on Kobo Audio, and we have her with us for an exclusive interview about her very unique grandparent journey. Erin Davis is one of the most recognized names in radio. For some 30 years, Erin woke up Toronto morning radio audiences, while also dabbling in television and keeping up a daily journal at erindavis.com. In 2015, Erin and her husband, Rob, suffered the loss of their only child when 24-year-old Lauren died, just the morning after celebrating her very first Mother's Day. Erin and Rob's journey from devastating loss was very publicly shared and later told through her 2019 bestseller, Morning Has Broken, Love, Loss, and Reclaiming Joy. She and Rob left their Toronto home in 2016 and now call beautiful Vancouver Island home. They are also very proud grandparents of Lauren's son, now six-year-old Colin, and his two-year-old sister Jane, who live just a short drive from them, and they are grateful. Erin is now a podcast host, three of them, rewired broadcaster, and of course, best-selling author, and I am very grateful myself that she has chosen to spend time with us this morning from her home on the island. Coming up next, our exclusive interview with Erin. Stay tuned. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.